0: Sure sounded like we got breaking news earlier. Peter King on with us saying that Cliff Kingsbury has talked to the Bears and he's going to talk to the Steelers. Interesting places, King said. I just want to make sure that that's what he meant. So I think we're going to text him and make sure that, that was he was sort of talking about that as fact. Just, yeah,
1: and it just the way matter, matter of factly delivered it.
0: Ron. Yeah, I think that's why it went over both of our heads at first a little bit. Uh, but but it's up and running everywhere now. We're going to get back to the Cliff Kingsbury conversation. But, man, I meant what I said about Aroldis Chapman. Uh, you look at the comments under the story that I was reading, and people legitimately excited about this. Should they be? Let's ask our next guest, Ron, and that is the legendary, the John iconic.
1: Fighting Parado, the senior writer of the Pittsburgh Pirates Media Corps. Exactly. I, that, you know what that means? He's old, right, John? Right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. You absolutely. Just, you hit just, a big milestone last week. I was yeah. going to
1: say you hit a big birthday, right?
2: Mm hmm. What was it? I'd have
3: no
0: comment. No.
2: <laughs> six, six zero. Six. Who would have guessed I'd lived to 60? Who would have guessed
0: it? <laughs> Congratulations and happy birthday. And was a Chapman a good signing for the Pirates? Were you surprised by it, Johnny?
2: I was surprised. I mean, usually, you know, there's always little hints, little things kind of seep out that that give you a heads up that something like this might happen. But Ben Charrington and his, uh, you know, his circle of confidants, with the Pirates really, really kept this under wraps. There was no inkling this was going to happen. And I must admit, I was quite surprised uh, when I when the news broke last night. And uh, I, I like it. I do. I mean, the guy can still pitch. He may not be the pre you know preeminent closer in baseball like he was a few years ago but he's still a very good pitcher he had a good year with the royals and the rangers helped the rangers win a world series and uh you know presumably you pair him and bednar at the uh, back of the uh, bullpen and it looks like uh, they have a really formidable uh bullpen for 2024.
1: John I love it too for that very reason you can win a lot of games with the bullpen that's the good news uh, the bad news is, I look, are they going to be able to get a pitcher that gets them a lead into the seventh inning? And are they going to have hitters that can get them a lead into the seventh inning? I think it's a great signing, but man, they got a lot of work yet to do for me.
2: Yeah, I think they absolutely have to get one more bat in the lineup, and I think they need a right fielder, especially if they are actually going to follow through and play Henry Davis uh, behind the plate as the catcher this year. And I. Uh, you know, I, I understand if they are trying to build up, you know, like a, a nuclear bullpen, a lockdown bullpen to where you, your starters can go five and then you turn it over to those two guys and Colin Holderman and Dowry and Moretta and uh, Ryan Barucki and, and Carmen Mazeski. I mean, that's a pretty good deal. But like you said, you've got to get them a lead. They need more offense. And I still would feel a lot better about this team if they had one more starting pitcher that you can count on. I mean, eventually you you, you hope that Paul Skeens and a couple of the other pitching prospects are ready at some some point, I should say, during the season. But, you know, at the beginning of the season right now, that rotation just scares me. I don't care how good the bullpen is. If you don't get them leads, it's not going to matter.
0: Fan Hotline, presented by Sullivan Super Service, providing trusted plumbing and HVAC service for over 50 years. Social media's biggest loser... Malsey brought to you by Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Reserve your consultation today at awaken180weightloss.com. So, John, uh, is Hank Davis actually going to play catcher, and can he play catcher?
2: Well, they say he's going to, but they said he was going to last year, too, and he only caught two innings. So, I, I guess I have to take him at their word, but I don't know. This is going to be interesting. I mean, clearly – they felt that he would be overmatched in the big leagues as a catcher last year. And what changes between then and and this year we'll see when they get the spring training, but uh, that's the plan. But I am skeptical that it's ever going to happen because I just, I think they deep down the way they handled him last year tells me that they don't think he's a big league catcher.
1: Who's going to play first base?
2: Well, probably Rowdy Telez as of right now because, you know, you probably need a lot of DH at bats from McCutcheon because right. I, I don't think Kutch is going to play a whole lot of outfield anymore. So I would say Rowdy and unless somebody would fall into their lap here maybe late, uh, late in the offseason right before spring training starts in three weeks. But for now, that, uh, that seems to be the, the most logical guy.
1: And now they get O'Neill Cruz back. Uh, you know, I think that they're counting on that being a huge addition. Uh, everything you're hearing on him, he's good to go.
2: He says he's good to go. The Pirates say he is he. His last hurdle was, you know, he had he did some sliding work in the, the Dominican, where he's from, down at the Pirates Academy there in the Dominican Republic. He said that was his last mental hurdle to. To get over was to slide and make sure he was okay. And he said the times that he slid in, in scrimmages and like simulated games that, that he felt fine. And he uh, he was very very optimistic when he was in town here earlier in the month for Pirate Fest. He he says he's
0: 100%. Lastly, Johnny, what do you see as the rotation this year? Right now, let's let's well, say one one Skeens <laughs> gets here and is in it. Let's assume he's in it.
2: I would say the start of the year, I would say, well, obviously Mitch Keller and then the two lefties, they've picked up Marco Gonzalez and Martín Perez. After that, it's anyone's guess. I'm going to say I think Luis Ortiz. He seemed to have a pretty good finish the last season. And I think right now, if I were going to throw a dart at the number five spot and the Skeens gets here, I think I'd go with Bailey Falter, the left-hander they got from the Phillies last year. Not that he's a great pitcher, but certainly – He'd be okay in that number five role to to be a placeholder into Skeen's gets here.
0: Johnny, we appreciate the time, man. Thank you. Talk when to you, you soon, fighting. My, when are you going to spring I'm training? Good. I believe on the 14th, which will make my wife real happy to
2: leave on Valentine's Day. Perfect.
1: Yeah, but you're a romantic, and she gets it all. Uh, you're a romantic. She benefits yeah. from your yeah. romanticism all year long. <laughs>
0: That's right. Absolutely, yes. There yes, you go. Okay, guys, i See you Thanks for having me. See you, man. Good
1: man. He's been covering that team for a long time. I think we've determined he's like the losingest beat writer in major league history. He's right there.
0: There should be some kind of award. I have a clarification here. This is important on Peter King. So earlier today, he was on, and this has understandably been picked up. And he said, let me get the exact quote here, Ron. He said that Cliff Kingsbury, I basically asked him, you know, how intrigued would you be with this guy as a candidate? And he said, right now, he's, he went into saying he'd be very intrigued with this guy. He said, right now, he's talked to the Bears and he's going to talk to the Steelers, interesting places, King said. Just the feel and the context of it, and I, I should have followed up because it was my question and said, do you mean that he's actually going to interview? That's hard news. Instead, we followed up later here. Sean, don't call me Seth Meyers. Uh, asked Peter King, are you reporting that? He said, I am not reporting that. My point was meant to be whoever he talks to, they're getting a coach with a big emphasis on the run, which is a lot of the details well, he That's a little us.
1: different than he talked to the Bears and he's going to talk to the Steelers, right?
0: Yeah, that's why I'm clarifying. I, I understand it.
1: that. I am just saying his what he's saying there is a little different than what he said Yeah, right,
0: right. Exactly. That's why we texted him to clarify it. He said I'm not reporting that. Uh I had the feeling as he was saying I, I to be honest with you, we didn't even remember what he said later.
1: Cuz we're looking thinking was so, about the next question too many times. I know. Well, I don't know. I'm just I'm guilty it did, of it that. didn't
0: stand out to me as saying he's going to talk to the Steelers. I, it was just he misphrased it. Right. I had the feeling though that he wasn't reporting news and that's what turned out to be the case. He said I'm not reporting that. So it Peter King did not report or didn't intend to report. Uh, didn't report that Cliff Maybe Kingsbury's Maybe it will turn out that he does talk to the state. Well, they should talk to him.
1: Absolutely.
0: But whatever the case, uh that's not what he's reporting. In the meantime, would he would he be a guy that would intrigue you?
1: Sure. Yeah, an offensive mind, Um, you know. uh, He was in a bad situation with Arizona. I mean, I think their, you know, front office and everything else, certainly, you know, I don't think he was in a stable place. I mean, he has worked with Mahomes uh, at Texas Tech and a few other quarterbacks too, right? Didn't he work with Manziel, I think, in college? And Baker. And Baker.
0: Yeah. I mean, he turned guys or helped guys with talent turn into really good players And Kyler Murray was excellent early in his career under Cliff Kingsbury. You know, they took away his best receiver, who was DeAndre Hopkins. Right. That's not really a recipe for helping a young quarterback. But when you look at his career, Kyler Murray under Kingsbury was the rookie of the year. Right? Yep. Number one overall pick, right? Yeah. He was the rookie of the year. And he followed that up by going, what, 18 and 13 or 17 and 13 the next two years that'll get you a statue in these parts right he was <laughs> You're in, it. in it he was in You're it both years be in it. he was in it both years at 8 and 8 and 9 and 5 He didn't so have a losing season give it that's exactly right well he did his first year and then well, he had I two mean, more yeah, later but those two, but those he two years did. he, he didn't, didn't have a losing yeah, right, year right exactly he had 50 touchdowns and 22 interceptions. he was good under kingsbury and so were these other guys so i am intrigued by that and I would love to see the Steelers interview him and bring him in. I-, I think that would be a great hire. That's the kind of guy I want here. Why don't we listen to what Peter King said before that? Sean, don't call me Seth Myers, And then uh, just cut it off before that last part, if you would. But I asked him, would you be intrigued by Cliff Kingsbury? Peter, back to the Steelers coordinator question. I'm curious as to your thoughts on Cliff Kingsbury, his NFL tenure, his background—what you would you be intrigued by him?
3: I'd definitely be intrigued. Um, I would be very intrigued. I mean, this is a guy who has tentacles into some of the most interesting and progressive quarterbacks to have played the game, you know. And you go Patrick Mahomes and and uh, and Kyler Murray, and you know, I think the interesting thing. I always tell people this about Cliff Kingsbury. You expect that you're meeting with a guy who wants to throw the ball 55 times a game. First meeting I ever had with him after he got the Cardinals job. In training camp that year, he started talking about what a great running team we're going to be. And we will be a great running team before we're a great passing team. And I thought, man, who am I listening to? And that year, I don't know what they were. They were first or second in the NFL in rushing. And so I think the mistake that people would think of, I'll tell you this, if he gets one of these jobs, I guarantee you that that team will be a running team. And so that isn't to say he won't develop a quarterback. Mahomes loved him. I think a lot of people in the game – over the years, have really respected him. He's a progressive thinker.
1: That's what I like, progressive thinker. Yeah, We need some progressive thinkers around here.
0: And you got to run the ball, and that's what he wants to do. Especially in the
1: Northeast, outdoor team. And that's how Tomlin likes to win, too.
0: Yes. He never struck me. In fact, by the end of his tenure with the Cardinals, it didn't even appear that he was interested in the games on the sidelines. He never struck me as a head coach. But certainly, as a coordinator and a guy who has uh, the respect of people, high respect of people like Sean McVay,
1: and you bring in a guy like that, you got to let him do his job. You can't yeah. tell him, "Don't throw it down the field." Don't worry about interceptions. Nobody wants interceptions. You're not calling plays exactly. for interceptions, but you got to let him be aggressive. Progressive thinker, I like that. Me I've too. always Looked at you, Joe, as a progressive thinker.
0: I know. You know, always. Yes. Fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia and Peters Township. Visit them at SouthHillsKia.net. Coming up here, as I mentioned, last night turned into just an incredible night for good and bad reasons in the world of sports. Let's talk, Ron, about the most incredible individual performances we've ever seen. It's based on Joel Embiid going for 70 Last night, 70 with 18 70. rebounds and the own goal. I don't know. Is there a nickname for this thing yet, Ron? Some sort of deflection, the decrepit deflection. I don't know. <laughs> Something. Because of the elderly athletes involved. Uh, I, I don't know. There's got to be a nickname for what happened because it was one of the most incredible. I, I can't believe it happened. What, a month removed from a goaltender shooting a puck into a net in in Jari? To this. We've seen we've seen these two things. This this I had never seen. Uh watch, said watching he had never seen it no. either. I mean wow. They should next time they have a delayed penalty against the opposition, keep Jari in net yeah, and exactly. feed it back to him and see if he can score. <laughs> or have him run your power play. Exactly. So the most incredible individual feats we've seen and also the biggest gaffes, and this has to be things you've seen in person, not on television. 9289370 we'll talk about all of this coming up on Cook and Joe